from the Diocese of Gallup. Welcome to Crozier Cast. I'm Suzanne Hammonds, Director of Communications for the Diocese, and as always with me is your host, Bishop James Wall. Bishop Wall, how are you today? I'm doing great, Suzanne. How are you doing? Pretty good. Good. Um, today we wanted to talk about St. Joseph, uh, but first we also wanted to say thank you for hanging with us. I think now that um, things are dying down a little bit with uh, COVID numbers, we'll be okay to start recording again. Um, I know we kind of kind of moved away from the podcast. Yeah, done a lot of uh, videoing, I guess, or streaming because yeah. we we do the mass every day, and and I've, I've had a chance to do a few retreats for the Carmelite Sisters of the Sacred Heart in Los Angeles, out in Alhambra, and and done those over streaming. But I'd like to get back to this. Yeah, and you know I think it'll be a little bit easier with um, in-person gatherings being a little more safe now, so that's good. Um, yeah, so please stay tuned. Um, and today I think it's pretty relevant because we're going to talk about St. Joseph and uh, not just the year of St. Joseph, but how in, during hard times he is a model for many Catholics in a lot of ways. So do you, uh, would you give us a brief overview? Maybe there are some people out there who only know him as, um, you know, he never speaks in the Bible, so maybe they're sure. not familiar with him. Who was St. Joseph? Well, let's, I think let's go back about a year for us because... For everyone, we we uh, had to close the masses to the public um, on uh, the 17th of 2020, so March 17, 2020, Feast of St. Patrick's Day, which was one of the most difficult decisions I've ever had to make. It was really truly sad. Thankfully, we were able to continue masses, but just not with people pre present. And it was at that time because we were at the beginning of the pandemic, they made the decision to consecrate our diocese to St. Joseph, and on his feast day which was the, is the 19th of March in 2020, we uh, did a consecration at our cathedral um, to the Sacred Heart. I mean, to, excuse me, our <laughs> cathedral is the Sacred Heart. We did, it, um, we did the consecration of the diocese to St. Joseph and um, asked for his protection for our diocese. So um, that's something that we did a little over a year ago, and, and you can imagine how excited we were that on the good news on, on December 8th, 2020, that our Holy Father decided to have the year of St. Joseph. So we were pretty excited about, about that too. And he, he did it because um, Blessed Pius IX, 150 years ago, uh, declared Joseph as the patron saint of the Universal Church. And the reason for that is because he's the protector. And if he's going to be given the duty on earth to be the protector of the Holy Family, right? Yeah. Uh, the Word become flesh and, and the Blessed Virgin Mary, then um, what a perfect person to be the, the protector of the church here on earth as well. So that's, that's the, the kind of the rationale, I guess, the reason. And then our Holy Father gave us a, a beautiful um, letter uh, commemorating that 150th anniversary of St. Joseph as a patron saint of the Universal Church, uh, Patris Corde, you know, to the heart of a father. And um, that's, the, that's the letter that announces the year it's not very long, it's beautifully written. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to, um, upon which to reflect. It's just, it's an excellent, excellent letter. I, I highly recommend it to anybody. So we, obviously we can put it in the show notes and people can go um, and pull it up. And I would say it would be a great thing to read for Lent or maybe even on the, day, on the feast day of St. Joseph, but a great, great uh, reflection for Lent to go back to it over and over. And one of our parishes in Winslow has been doing that. They've been taking little sections of it uh, each week and, and reflecting upon it 
um, that their patron, the, one of the parishes there is St. Joseph, so they've been doing that. So it's, that's, that's the, I guess, kind of the backstory, the history of it, and, and why we have it, and then what our Holy Father uh, gave to us in, in terms of this letter that's announcing the, this great year. Excellent. And do you think, um, so as he was the protector of Jesus and Mary in his life, does he have, and, and now is for the church, um, how do you think we can go to him for protection during this year, the upcoming year, maybe with some of the turmoil going on? Sure, sure. I mean, not only do we have kind of the, the pandemic turmoil, now do we have a lot of social unrest in our society and political unrest and all sorts of uh, different, different things. Uh, but we can we can go to him. He's he's a saint, right? He's he is the earthly father of our Lord. He was the spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, he is now forever in heaven, and he can bring our prayers before the the throne of God. And so we we can go for him, because if you think about you go back to to his time, you know he lived in some very very difficult times. You know they were under Ro Roman occupation. There was all sorts of difficulties for the people. His betrothed was found to be with child when he knows that she, she was not with him or with another man. I mean, there's all sorts of different things. And um, God chooses him, plucks him right out of, uh, of, uh, the, of the population and says, this is going to be the one to watch over uh, the Blessed Virgin. This will be the one to watch over the, the Messiah. And so if God's going to choose him 2,000 years ago in difficult times, you know, how much more important it is for us to make that very same decision to choose Joseph to watch over us and protect us and, and intercede for us in very, very difficult times. As the old saying goes, it's go, you know, go to Joseph, and that's, that's, a good, that's a good thing for us to keep in mind, to go to Joseph. I mean, many times in our prayers, you know, we lose something, who do we look to? We look to St. Anthony. Um, you know, when we're, we're traveling, who do we look to? St. Christopher, St. Raphael, um, you know, just, just different things. Different saints have their, their patronage. Well, Joseph is the protector. So in a difficult time, what do we want? We want protection. And who better to turn to than St. Joseph, who is that protector of the universal church? Yeah. And I, I like how uh, Pope Francis points out he also modeled kindness. You know, for instance, when he found out that uh, Mary was pregnant and decided to quietly divorce her. You know, he didn't get angry. That tells and, us two you know, things. Yeah. I mean, first of all, it tells us that they were married. Yeah. And I think sometimes that gets lost in the whole story. Yeah. You know, they were betrothed. They were married for all intents and purposes, with the exception of the conjugal act. They were married. And so um, it says rather than, you know, exposing her to the law, he decides to divorce her quietly. Well, if he was going to divorce her, that means that they were, they were, means that they were married. And so there was there was that part. But he did it. Yeah, he he, he quietly did it. You think about our, our modern times. If we feel slighted or you know dissed, which I can't stand that word, but if we feel dissed, what do we do? Do we do we um, take care of it quietly? Absolutely not. We make it as public as possible and we want to drag whoever we think has hurt us through the mud. Mm -hmm. We want to, as you know, cancel them. We want to do all, you know, all, all sorts of horrible things. So Joseph's a time for us. Uh, he's a man for us right now because, um, you know, if somebody has sinned against us, it's not our, not, our, not our duty or job 
to expose that sin to the world, yeah. but rather it would be best to go to that person quietly and deal with it quietly. Yeah. And scripture even says too, if somebody doesn't want to listen, to what do we what do we do? We go get two or three more reputable people. If not, then we bring them to the church. If not, then we treat them as a, a, a gentile or a tax collector. <laughs> but yeah, Joseph Joseph models that virtue of kindness. Yeah. Do you, so can you tell us a little bit about what we can do this year? So you mentioned his feast day, and now Saint Joseph has uh, two feast days, correct? He does. Yeah. He does. One's more recent than the other. But we have the feast day of March 19th, and that's the one that's most traditional. That'll be our anniversary of the, the year of consecration for us as, of, of St. Joseph. And then the other is May 1st, and that is um, that, that feast day was established in order to counteract the, the whole communist mindset of working for the state. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, you know, the godless, the godless state. And so um, uh, the... The first of May is the feast of Saint Joseph the Worker, and what that reminds us of also is Joseph had gifts and he used his gifts to provide for his family. And what was he? He was a carpenter. That's what he used. He used that trade in order to provide for his family. And so we can think, okay, what are, what kind of gifts have we been given, and how can we use those gifts not to not for the state? But for the for the common good to help to, to build up uh, uh, my brother and my sister and give praise and glory to God. So Joseph shows us that. Yeah. And do you have any? So you mentioned um, in Lent reading the the letter, perhaps. So what are some other activities you would recommend for well, the rest of this year? Wednesday is always a day that's dedicated to Saint Joseph. So traditionally, on Mondays we pray for the poor souls in purgatory. On Fridays we pray for. Um, this, we pray, pray the Sacred Heart on Saturday. Sun, Saturdays we pray to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Wednesday is the day that's the traditional day of Saint Joseph. So on that day, that would be a good day to um, include Joseph in our prayers in a special way. Um, we can find litanies. There's a beautiful litany of, of Saint Joseph, and it's I, I found it was introduced to it in Father Donald Calloway's uh, book Consecration of Saint Joseph. And so that would be a good day to, to pray for that, pray that litany on that, that day. Or just to remember it and to conclude all your prayers with, you know, St. Joseph, pray for us. So that's that would be something that would be, be good to do. Um, as I just mentioned, The Consecration of St. Joseph by Father Donald Calloway, exceptional book. I highly recommend doing this consecration during, during this year. That would be another good thing to do. Uh, the 19th is a day that's associated with Joseph because on March 19th, that's his solemnity. Well, each month on the 19th, try to do something special for St. Joseph, and that me- might mean to renew your consecration on the 19th of the month, or that might mean to pray that litany on the 19th of each, of each month. It might mean to find a, a nice little book on the life of St. Joseph and reflect upon it on that day, on the 19th of each month. So. We never want to let opportunities uh, to pass us by. You know, it's like when we enter into Lent, we want to prepare ourselves to enter into Lent well, and we want to take advantage of that opportunity, and we don't get, to get want to get to the end of Lent and say, oh boy, I didn't prepare well, I didn't take advantage of that, that, that season that season of potential grace. And, and so don't let this year pass by without strengthening your devotion and your love for St. Joseph. So there's all sorts of different things you can do. Uh, 
United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has a nice little web page, usccb.org, has a nice little web page on all sorts of things to do for his feast day. That's another, another uh, thing to do. Uh, get a statue of St. Joseph. Don't bury it in your yard. That's just silly and superstitious. Uh, get a statue of St. Joseph. Make a little shrine to St. Joseph. Um, and as the saying says, go to St. Joseph and ask for his prayers. Uh, there's the, 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 the Sleeping Joseph. That's a, a devotion that our Holy Father has repopularized. I have one of those right next to my bed. And the, the tradition is with, with him, with the Sleeping St. Joseph, is that you, you, you write out your prayers, you write out your intentions, and you place them under the statue of St. Joseph, not in a superstitious way, but in a way of entrusting your prayers to St. Joseph, especially while you're sleeping at night. So maybe if there's something that's, that's on your mind, worried about a family member, friend, decision that you have to make, um, rather than having it run through your mind all night long and you're not getting much sleep, uh, go to Joseph and trust those prayers to Joseph and place the intercession under the statue, uh, trusting that he'll intercede for you and, and bring about God's will, God's will in that. Um, yeah, all sorts of different things. Maybe do we're going to do at my mom's house. We're doing an outdoor shrine to St. Joseph, too. So That's awesome. I have all sorts of ideas about St. Joseph. But usccb.org has some really neat things, too. And now you mentioned that um, you did the consecration of St. Joseph. So since then, about a year ago, so since then, have you personally noticed any fruits from that? I have. I, so I did it last year on the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. And I did it with my two brothers, and also with two bishop friends, Bishop Conley in Lincoln, Archbishop Coakley in Oklahoma City, and then Patrick Madrid. So we all did it together and stayed in communication. None of us live in the same place, so we, we stayed in communication with one another and talked about some of the, the fruits that, that we had received. And I would say if there's one of the fruits that I, that I had seen is a greater reliance upon Joseph in his, in his role as protector. And um, during the past year, as scary as the past year has been for the coronavirus, not only if, if I'm going to get it, somebody else I'm gonna get, I know is going to get it, somebody I know has it, you know, that was, that was pretty scary. A lot of those times when I was able to do is go to Joseph and take those prayers and ask him to intercede. So whether it was a, a matter of uh, lessening my own anxiety or fear or interceding for somebody who had become sick, uh, that was something that, that came to me. I, I saw greater faith and trust in St. Joseph's intercessory prayers. That's a, that's a fruit that I, that I had seen. Um, my, my, my devotion to Joseph goes back to 1999, uh, the year my dad died. I would uh, walk into the, my first assignment, St. Teresa Parish in Phoenix, and my job as the parochial vicar was to lock the church every night. And I would start on one side, and I would kind of make my way all around the inside of the church, checking the doors and everything. And the very last thing I'd do before I'd lock the last door and alarm the place was there was a statue of St. Joseph. And I would light a candle, and I would uh, pray for the repose of the soul of my father. But I also asked Joseph to, to, um, to be my father. Mm -hmm. And that was it. that's when I really started the devotion uh, to St. Joseph for me. Prior to that, I really, I would, I, I'm sad to say I didn't have much of a devotion to him. But now I, now I do, and it goes back to that. And uh, finally, of course, we uh, recently were blessed at the cathedral to get some new artwork, which is amazing. And I, I actually didn't know this. So we'll put pictures in the show notes. Um, but we have a new altar, and 
has the three hearts, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, uh, Sorrowful Heart of Mary, Immaculate Heart of Mary, Mary, and then the Heart of St. Joseph, but I didn't realize that New Mexico has a tradition of a special flower. Sure, sure, so they they do. Um, With Joseph, you generally see Joseph carrying a a lily, and um, and that that goes back to a, a, a scriptural book that was not contained within the the the, uh, the official books of the Bible that the church chose not to um, uh, in the official books of the Bible include, I should say. And um, the story was that uh, he was chosen amongst other suitors to be the spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and the proof was that it's stalk that bloomed with this beautiful lily. And so if you see most traditional art of St. Joseph, he's carrying a lily, but in New Mexico, he doesn't carry a lily, he carries a hollyhock because we have hollyhocks all over the place. That's a tradition that goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. When the Spanish first arrived and there was the combination of the Spanish artwork and the indigenous artwork and they created the, which is the only indigenous Catholic art in the United States, the Santero uh, artwork. And um, so Joseph, there's a big devotion to Joseph in New Mexico. Joseph is always depicted with a hollyhock. And it's it's a beautiful flower. And the reason is because they're everywhere. So we have, on the front of our altar, we have the Holy Family. It's in the Cathedral of the Sacred Heart, which makes sense. So it's right in the center on the altar because the Sacred Heart depicts the totality of the love that Christ has for us. And no greater way for us to experience that than within the celebration, the sacrifice, and the Mass in which Jesus feeds us with his body, blood, soul, and divinity. And then on the left side we have, traditionally, Our Lady's placed on the left, and so we have the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady. And there's a sword that pierces that, which reminds us of the prophecy of Simeon. A sword shall pierce your heart, and and the hearts of many will be laid bare. And then on the right side we have the image of the chaste heart of St. Joseph. And he's chaste because he's the one that, that, um, that protects the chastity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the, her perpetual virginity. And tradition always has him as his old man, and I think that's one of the reasons why they say she remained perpetual, uh, a perpetual virgin, which is just ridiculous. But a lot of the church fathers speak of Joseph as a strong, as a viral, as a strong, very, very strong man, and a younger man. So I would, that's, that's the image that I have of Joseph. So I have him um, n- not as somebody who has complete loss over his senses, but somebody who keeps guard over his senses, and somebody who not only protects his own, but also the senses and the, the virginity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So it's, it's the chaste heart of St. Joseph. So we have the three hearts, and um, in the three hearts it makes up the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And so those are, it's a nice little tradition that we have and we have it depicted in our, in our cathedral. And what better year to add that, that image of the, the, the heart of, of St. Joseph than in the year of St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, um, is there any final uh, reflections or thoughts you want to leave us with? I, you know, I would say um, read the letter if you have an, a chance. It's, it's beautifully written. It's, there's, it's not very, very long, but you'll, you'll get a lot of uh, insights and graces as to the life of St. Joseph. You know, it's the heart of the Father, and so if there's one thing we want to do, we can imitate the love that Joseph had. As St. Paul says, be an imitator of me as I am an imitator of Jesus Christ. So we can be an imitator of St. Joseph inasmuch as he had imitated the love that Jesus 
that Jesus has for us and the love that St. Joseph showed to shown as well. So we can, we can um, you know, focus that on having the love of the Father. Uh, no matter if we're a man or a woman or if we're, uh, you know, a husband, wife, you know, a religious, single person, priest, whatever the case might be, we can all imitate that love that, that St. Joseph had for, the, for our Lord and for Our Lady, and especially showing forth as the protector of the Holy Family. Excellent. All right. Um, would you leave us with a prayer? Sure, sure. May the Lord in His love and His mercy pour His Spirit upon you and bless you and keep you through the intercession of St. Joseph, the patron of the Universal, uh, of the universal Church. May He give you strength and, and uh, heart of mind and body so that you can imitate the very same love that Joseph showed to the Holy Family in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you once again, Bishop Wall, and thank you all, uh, to everyone for joining us. Thank you. God bless.